Hi there, and welcome, ladies and gents, to the Journey of Growth podcast with your host, Griffin Shea. The Journey of Growth podcast depicts what it's like to travel along the road of life, identifying key moments, what we like to call potholes, detours, and free roaming highways. Each guest and episode will portray that are defining and add to the exhilaration of the ride that we call Today, we have Manic Ninja as our star guest. He is, if not, my best friend. We met at Georgia College. We are fellow fraternity brothers of Pi Kappa Phi fraternity. And Manic is just 20 years old right now and is a key member of the corporate financial planning team at Reynolds and Reynolds Financial Partners based in Atlanta, Georgia. That is right. You heard that correctly. A 20-year-old member who is essential to the runnings of this business. I am so proud of him. Since he was a child, learning passion for personal development, business, and being the hardest working individual in the room, period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He holds core values such as honesty, trust, and compassion for others as guiding principles for his life. And ladies, I think you'll love this one. Manic is a bachelor, and he loves to cook. I mean, I'm telling you, don't you just love a man that can cook? His signature is the big old ribeye steak cooked in butter with fresh garlic and thyme with grilled vegetables and homemade sweet potato casserole. If your mouth, if your taste buds aren't watering right now, uh, you probably don't have really good taste in food. So... I'm going to open up with a brief intro of how I really have taken this friendship of Manic and I's and really created it to a lifelong brotherhood of meaningful connection. So as I had mentioned, we had met as being brothers of Pi Kappa Phi, but there was one defining moment that established this friendship forever. It was about a year and a half ago or two years ago, and we sat at one of our favorite bars in Milledgeville because we were attending Georgia College at that time. And we sat down at of it, and we kind of dis- uh, discussed really what life is about right now. We were both kind of struggling, didn't really know what we were doing at this point. And I remember Manic saying he was considering dropping out of school. And him being one of my best friends, it wasn't one of those moments of like, oh, dude, you totally shouldn't drop out of school because if you drop out, you'll never accomplish anything in life. It was a time where I sat there and I said, Manic, I believe in you. You don't have to have school to succeed. And lo and behold, right now what Manic is doing, he is doing online school, so he's going to finish it. But right now he is out there crushing it and succeeding in the financial industries And like I said, he's just 20 years old, one of my best friends. And without further ado, Manic Ninja, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Griffin. I I really appreciate that humbling introduction. You know, everything but that last part that you were talking about covering the food, but everything else is good on par. I appreciate it. Um, A little bit about myself. I'm 20 years old, as Griffin said from Forsyth County, Georgia, uh, and I'm currently studying business management at the University of Georgia, doing online school at the moment. Um, As he also mentioned, I'm a member of the corporate financial planning team at Reynolds & Reynolds Financial Partners. Just a little bit about me. So, Manic, you've clearly done a lot in life that we haven't discussed just yet, but what really drew you to the financial service industry? Um... I would say ever since I was a little kid, I've always had a passion for business, um, especially on the number side. I've always, you know, been pretty good with numbers, just the financial part of it, being able to grow assets and investments. And, you know, half of it is that for me, just the business side. And I'd say the other half is the ability to completely change someone's life um, 180 degrees. You know, you can save marriages. You can bring individuals out of debt after they've filed for bankruptcy. Um, really, it's, it's not everything in life, but it's extremely important. And I really would love to have a meaningful job that impacts um, as many people as I can come in contact with. 
So what, what really made you want to start caring for people? Because it seems most of the time uh, some students are really just seeing that dollar sign. But could you allude to how maybe helping people is more than just making that payment or why money is really not the greatest thing in life? Um, yeah, so a little bit about me, and I don't typically share this a whole lot, but, you know, growing up, and I, I was born in California, and my parents, they own businesses, you know, we uh, were very, I would say, wealthy, and, you know, they lost their businesses, they lost all the money, so it went from me being um, an upper-class child, and then stooping all the way down to, you know, just becoming lower class and this all happened within a year and it was very humbling and it really taught me that so much of what happens in life it's not um it's not about what happens to you it's about how you react um and i realized that i could be just as happy without the money um so if we're if we're just talking about college students and them looking at money for their jobs i, I mean of course it's something that's important but happiness and your purpose is uh much more important. That's what's going to take you much further in life, in my opinion. Um, it's going to get you through the tough times when you're when you really want to give up, but then you remember why you're doing it. So, for me, I would say helping people. That's that's one of the biggest drivers to doing what I want to do, and it adds a lot of purpose to my life. So, what would you say is that driving force that gets you out of bed in the morning? Because as you just kind of touched on we have to live life with a purpose. We have to find something that really it drives us when we are down something that gives us that vision of, Hey, if I do this and if I'm able to accomplish this, then everything will be okay. So what is, what's that driving force? What's that, that purpose, that motivation that gets you, gets you out of bed in the morning? I mean, this is going to sound a little morbid, but it's the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be here one day. And that I need, I need, oh, I need to make the most of my life and help as many people as I can and leave a legacy. You know, I, one thing that I aspire to be is a great role model, you know, that, that goes as far as being a loving father, a caring father, um, being a great friend, a good brother, a good coworker, just an all around good guy. Um, that's a pretty big motivator for me, just really improving myself daily. You know, of course, we've all got those days where, um, things may not be going the way we want it to, but I feel like those days are the most important when it comes to your mental attitude and becoming that role model, that uh, guy that everyone looks up to. So a bunch of college kids, I, we believe, or we run into this quite often is just the anxiety and stress that we get from having the maybe even 17, 18 credit hours. So we're told we need to do school. But then we've got the obligations of clubs. Then we've got the obligation of organizations. And what about the social aspect? Because we're in college. So we all kind of get bogged down. And you said there's going to be some of those days where you just you don't really know. How do you keep pushing through? Because it seems like most people kind of take everything on at once. So how would you be able to help a college student kind of breathe and get them back on a success track? Um, I would say, you know, one thing that I firmly believe in, and both you and I, we both love to go to the gym and exercise. And it's, it's like when you first start working out, um, you don't think you can lift X, Y, Z weight, whatever it may be. And then you keep pushing yourself harder and harder. And then a couple of weeks go by and your, your weight goes up a little bit more. But if you compare yourself, you know, let's say you start in January of this year and you're six months down the road, you've made a lot of progress and you've made a lot more progress than you think you could have. So, like I said, I'm probably going to keep on coming back to this, but so much of it is your mental attitude and your grit. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that humans can achieve much more than we think we can. Um, so when, when you think in abundance and think, you know, not if I can do it, but how I can do it, that that'll really help you. And it, since we're talking about college, I mean, do the things that you want to do, because that's honestly the best time of your life. And Griffin, you can attest to this with me. We've we had a great time in college and it's it's about enjoying and becoming a better person, learning about yourself, learning about others, 
Um, if, if you have the privilege of being in a Greek organization, a fraternity or sorority, or even an honors club, um, you'll learn a lot of different social skills that you can apply to life. But it's, it's really about having a good time. Um, of course, keep your grades up. Don't let that slip. I made that mistake, unfortunately. But really, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, it's all small stuff in the end. So in my previous podcast with Brandon, I had mentioned the way of thinking of your E and E ratio, your entertainment to education ratio. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, it seems that college kids and I to myself, we love to not study. We like to be doing fun stuff. But I think there comes a point where you need to add a little bit more education than entertainment. So, man, if you could give out of 100, like, so... I would say my E&E, my education to entertainment, I'm doing 80% education, 20% entertainment. What would you recommend for a college student who is just kind of starting to figure out that, you know what, maybe learning about life is a little bit more intensive. So how do I make this ratio work for me? Really, the the great thing about being a freshman, and this is kind of what I'm going to gear towards, is uh incoming college students you know when you're a freshman your class load is relatively easy compared to when you get into your upper upper level courses so honestly I would say freshman year probably 60% education 40% social you really want to get your toes wet and test yourself if you feel like you have the discipline see um, how you can balance it what what works best for you just experiment because that that's really going to help you in the long run. That's not only going to translate to your college career, but it's going to translate to your professional career, you know, how well you can balance different things, because the older we get, the more uh, tasks and obligations we have stacked on our plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I'm so proud of you for is when we were scheduling this, you sent me one of those uh, schedule invites on email, and I just (laughs) – it was absolutely amazing to see how organized you are. So, I mean, I know you're, you're balancing school, you're balancing work, you are just crushing it. How does somebody organize like Manic Ninja? How do I get to that point of knowing what I'm going to be doing the day, crushing it and being satisfied with what I've set out to do for that day? How do I do that? Well, I'm, I'm far from perfect, but one thing I've learned is you really have to prioritize um, what's really important to you. So I'll give you just a layout of my, daily schedule it's i'll wake up uh four what time are you wake up four a.m it's uh, four a.m and then i'll head to the gym for about an hour come back shower down a protein shake and then i'll get ready for work i usually leave for work around 5 45 to 6 a.m get there uh 6 45 to 7 work 7 to 7 p.m 7 a.m to 7 p.m come home i'll get my schoolwork done and um, you know, one thing that I really want to keep consistent in my life is having a side hustle. So I work on my side hustle. I've got a couple of eBay businesses where I buy products wholesale and sell them for retail prices. And then, you know, I, I usually try and squeeze in 30 minutes for reading. Um, one thing that I, something that I recently came across was audible. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's what I actually listen to on my commute to work in the mornings that really helps um, me free up time in the evenings so I can relax, you know, enjoy time with the family. But going back to organization, you know, it's just a lot of it is prioritizing. And, you know, like the night before I have a big day or honestly every day, the night before I'll plan out my day. What's my priorities? I'll categorize things into A, B, C, and D goals. Um, My A goals are, so things that I need to get done in the day, beagles by the end of the week, seagulls by the end of the month, and D, um, I usually, here, let me backtrack a couple steps. I split up my year into four pieces. There are four periods, uh, each being 12 weeks, and all my D goals are basically things I need to get done uh, within 12 weeks. That's absolutely amazing. Do you ever get sleep? Do I ever get sleep? Yeah. Yeah, I love sleep. I, uh, Whenever I do get the chance to get sleep, I take make the most of it. But because I'm st- I'm starting to try and wake up at six a.m. and I I really like getting up early. There's something about the early bird gets a worm. It is, yeah. And 
I know we as college students love to sleep and it's great. But during the week, try to try to wake up a little bit earlier than your neighbor, because when you do that, you're just like five minutes ahead of them. And a lot of stuff can happen in five minutes. Exactly. So one thing that I do want to kind of elaborate, and I think Manic and I can speak pretty well to this, is as much as you want to crush it during the weekend, as much as you do crush it, you're in college for a reason. You're here to learn, but you're also here to have fun. So take your weekends not serious. Yes. Manic, Amen. I agree elaborate. With that elaborate on what you kind of do on your weekends because i know you crush it during the week but you also want to have the lifestyle of a college student so what do you do for your education and or not your education for your entertainment on the weekends well i've got a another job and it's a serving job i just do that for the extra cash um just try to make as much you know money as i can during the week so on the days that i'm not doing that Sometimes I'll go over and go out to a Braves game. You know, I love baseball. I love the Braves. Um, some days I'll just take a day off and go to the lake, kind of decompress and unwind. Um, I really feel like you should at least set one day aside per week just for yourself to kind of reset, hit that reset button, because I think that just makes you a lot more efficient uh, throughout the other six days of the week. But for entertainment, Griffin, I mean, it's just – Whatever I'm feeling, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not a, it's not set. But you just like being out there being social because I mean, you got the nickname Jesus for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That's I, don't know, I don't know if that's appropriate for the podcast, but yeah, definitely have a good. No, I'm just saying you got a great nickname because you, you like, you have fun and you love to have fun, but you also love to be serious. And that's one of the absolute most amazing things about you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Here we go. We're going to go to the first segment, and we're going to be talking about the potholes. Okay. What are some of the potholes in your life? And as I had mentioned in the previous podcast, the potholes in life are the moments that you have run into, and maybe you've popped a tire. Something you have clearly messed up on. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. But what are the things that we can help out college students right now avoid some of the failures that we had in our life so that it'll be a little bit easier for these college students going down the road? Um, I would, I would probably say mine was my freshman year of college. I wouldn't really consider it a failure. I don't look at, uh, mess ups in life. As How about a learning yeah, lesson? I look at them as learning lessons, chances to improve yourself. And one thing for me was, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty traditionally Indian family. So it was just very, uh, strict to the T and then, you know, Going off to college, it's it's a very liberating experience, but it comes with a lot of responsibility, and I didn't hold myself accountable to that responsibility at that time. So, I mean, just, I mean, a, lo a lot of freshmen do mess up, and I think that was one thing that kind of opened my eyes and was like, all right, Manic, you know, you're in the real world. You can't mess up. You've got to be accountable for everything that you do and uh, be accountable for all your actions. So, really express practicing self-discipline at an early age definitely helps and I, I wish I had started that earlier so my advice to younger students and people that are about to go to college is really practice self-discipline but also you know you've got to have a good time you're, you're going to college enjoy yourself don't take everything so seriously you know it's it's at the end of the day it's a piece of paper that you're trying to get and it's just a grade so don't beat yourself up too hard if you mess up just learn from it you know true true so two things one, you do have to have fun, but also how do you develop that key characteristic or that key trait of self-discipline? Because we all hear discipline this, discipline that, you need it, but what exactly does that mean for a college student and how would we put that into our daily routine? So my, my take on discipline is just it's that split second moment where your emotion takes over and you're kind of tempted to... Uh, sway with the decision that you know you don't need to take but you consciously take over uh that emotion and really tell yourself hey man if i'm not going to do this at this time i've got to stay committed to it and once you keep on practicing that skill um you know you can apply that to going to the gym studying whatever it may be keep on practicing that skill to keep yourself committed and accountable um day in and day out and I, I think, you know, it's it's not something that happens overnight. Rome wasn't built in one day. You know, you're not going to become a 
Navy SEAL as far as discipline goes overnight, but take it day by day and you'll see improvements uh, in a couple months. And then you'll look back in a year and be like, wow, I, you know, I didn't think I could do that. Look where I am now. And yeah. I think a big thing with the self-discipline and taking it day by day is we have these things called habits and we also have these things called goals. And you had just touched on your goals with your ABCD goals, but how could you, could you elaborate more on making self-discipline a habit and really what that does for you as a person? I think if you live a more disciplined life, you'll have a better life. That's just my, my take on it. You know, you're not um, tempted to agree to the decisions that you know you really shouldn't be. Um, as far as learning how to apply it to your life, you know, find, find something that you've had trouble doing for a long time. Um, for me, freshman year of college, it was, I realized I needed to rein in on my discipline and uh, improve that. So it was telling myself, you know, man, if you're going to start going to the gym four days a week at this time, and you're going to stick to this workout regimen, it, it starts with small steps. You know, you can't just leap into it and say, Hey, I'm going to train for a marathon and one week, you know, take it, take it day by day, take small steps and it'll lead to the bigger picture. So whatever, whatever that task is that you have right now that you're thinking of that, you know, you really should be doing, but you're not because of a lack of self-discipline, find ways that you can achieve that goal. Um, but break it down into small steps. You know, I, th I think one thing that I've definitely learned in the past year is, a, you know, I, c I can set huge goals, but the moment I break them down into smaller segments and smaller pieces and attack it in that method, I'm, I'm much more likely to succeed by breaking it down than by looking at it as one huge goal, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're saying when you take a goal, you, you write it down, you see the big picture, and then you would recommend kind of splitting it up, say, this is what I'm going to do today so that, I'm better off today than I was yesterday and I'm closer to my goal today than I was yesterday. So, so small little things that you can build up. And I think I can take an analogy right here is when I was studying abroad in Innsbruck this past summer, it was really a wonderful sight to see the, the Alps uh, because Innsbruck's in the middle of the Alps. But it's crazy when you see these mountains, you think, oh my goodness, how do people get up these? But the second you start looking down and start moving your feet, you see that walking's not too bad. So to accomplish any of the goals, that, you, like as Manic said, it's a day-by-day -day thing. It's a step-by-step -step thing. Kind of keep your head down, keep your nose to the grindstone. And really at the end of the day, if you know what your goal is and you know why you're walking there, lo and behold, you're going to be standing atop that mountain sooner than you really think you could exactly one more thing that i've got to add on to that is you know when you're climbing that mountain don't look to the left and right um that's one thing that i really did a lot uh growing up and i still do but i'm getting better at it don't try and compare yourself to others because the moment you're comparing yourself to others you are doing a disservice to yourself you know you're you're great everyone has their strengths um and focus on the strengths try and make those strengths keys to your success um yeah that I was think, my take on it. i think what's crazy is i 100 percent agree with you in the comparison part theodore roosevelt one of my idols really just absolutely a crazy individual probably one of the best uh, he has so many quotes and i i just love listening to them one of his quotes is comparison is the thief of joy and my big take on that is, man, as you said, when you're climbing that mountain, don't really look to the left or the right. What, what just popped into my head is when you do look to the left or to the right, on either side, you're either going to see a person falling down and hurting themselves and saying, you know what, maybe this goal is too big. Maybe I shouldn't go for it. Or if you look over to the other side, you're going to see somebody climbing so much faster and they're going to be at the top of the mountain before you. So then you automatically give up. But that's what Manic said. Just keep your eyes in front of you step by step. And you will be able to get your exactly, goal. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to others. Definitely. All right. So your pothole was not really being self-disciplined. 
But now we know that college students, if they put self-discipline into their repertoire and they add small goals, then they get what they want. So they're not going to have to run into those bad semesters of not so good grades and having the parents kind of knock you for Mm -hmm. that. So second segment, talking about the detours of your life. I know the one big detour of your life, and I would love for you to elaborate on how that has profoundly impacted your life. So the detours are the roads that you never really thought you were going to take. But in essence, they're getting back you, getting you back to the road that you want to be on. So, Manic, go ahead and elaborate on some of the detours that you've had to take on your road okay. to success. So, you know, as Griffin mentioned earlier on in the pad- podcast, about a year and a half ago, I was thinking about dropping out of school and just focusing on um, my entrepreneurial ventures. Um, and then, you know, come December of 2017, I just hit a pretty low point. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of love and respect for Griffin because he helped me throughout that. But um, it was it was a tough time. And, you know, that it, it eventually led to me withdrawing from Georgia College. And I came home. Um, but it also opened up one of the best opportunities and something that I'm so grateful, grateful for every day I was able to become a member of the corporate financial planning team at Reynolds and Reynolds. So, I mean, it just worked out, you know, bad things are going to happen in life. Like I said earlier on, it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react. And um, I'm so grateful for that happening to me. And I, I don't, I don't want that to sound bad, but you know um, there's always a positive in every situation that happens to you and everything situation that happens in life. Um, it's just a matter about how you look at it. So it was a blessing in disguise, how, what I would say. So when you went ahead about this decision, what, if you mind me asking a little bit deeper, what, were, what was going through your head that made you want to kind of get out there and do what you want? All right, you're, talk, you're referring to just January time when I came back home? When you were sitting there uh, for the months leading up to the December decision of actually leaving, like what was going through your head of like, you know what, maybe maybe school's not right for me and maybe I need to focus on myself a little bit more. So how could you elaborate on that, um, those thought processes and actions? Yeah, I just, I really did not feel like, uh, as, as much as I love Georgia College, my favorite school, if you have the opportunity to go there, totally do it. But I just don't, I didn't think that college was for me. I'm not the type to just sit in the classroom and learn um, like that. But I, it, was, it a lot of it was just me not wanting to be in college. And then think personal things happened um, back at home. So it was just a culmination of a bunch of different struggles that kind of led me to leading into depression. And, and I mean, it, it's made me stronger. So I am, I'm really grateful for it. That's amazing. Thank you for opening up for that. Yeah. So you've taken this detour. You are now working in the financial industry. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does it feel like to not be in college and to see all of your friends in college? As we just mentioned, comparing is not great, but what is it like from the outside seeing the inside? It's, uh, it's different, you know. There's always – you always miss it. Um, like I said, it's one of the greatest times of your life. So I miss it in that aspect, but – you know, now I'm waking up every day and I'm pumped because I'm doing something that I love and I want it to translate to a long-term career. Um, so like, I, it's just finding your purpose and your passion. Um, so in that aspect, I absolutely love it. Um, I, I love waking up early and being able to kind of map out my day, what I want to do instead of having to uh, go to class and sit through it and, you know, wait four years to get my degree. Now I can wake up, plan out my day, day, execute and do whatever I want to, you know, that's awesome. So what, if you could say any piece of advice to kids who are thinking about dropping out, but they still need some school, would, could you give some advice on people who are kind of having second thoughts? Because if I could give my own two cents real quick, school is great. You're going to meet the most amazing people. And as much as it's not going to be the most, uh, not the most beneficial preparatory institution for what life is stick it out. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I believe. But of course, Manic has his own belief. And once again, we're all humans and we have our own beliefs. So whatever you think or whatever inspiration you get from anybody, 
let it come back to you. Let yourself be the final decision maker. But Manic, if you could give any advice to college students, maybe having some second thoughts, what would those? What would yeah, that be? so much of it, and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned it because you know school is very important. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that it isn't, but it just comes down to your personality. You know, the type of person that you are, and I, that it's just it was just is not for me. Um, and that's kind of why I'm doing online school so I can do it on my own time. Um, but you know, I would say. If you're going to school for a STEM major, stick it out. You're going to need it. But if you want to be... Please, we need infrastructure. We need buildings. We don't want to die. Exactly. Um, But if you're a business major and you know long-term down the road, I want to become an entrepreneur. um, I I Personally, this is my opinion. Again, and I'm only 20, so I'm not very knowledgeable about it. But I I would say most of the learning and the lessons that I've... um, been taught in life it's it's not it wasn't through school and I, applying that to business you know i strongly believe that if you've got the drive the passion and you can learn from your mistakes in business then there's there's nothing that'll stop you um so you know if if you want to leave early uh my recommendation is to stick throughout college but if you want to leave early drop out and you know your personality and you know you're not going to stop until you succeed then go for it. But if you know uh, you don't have the discipline or the resources to be able to leave college early, then I would I would stick through it all. Um, just keep pushing, you know, and you'll get there one day. And once you get that degree, you know, you can go back for your master's. But as, once you have that degree, it's a, it's a standard nowadays. So it's very important to have. Uh, thank you very much for that information. It, I was listening to a podcast by Tim Ferriss. It was the Tribe of Mentors, and I would highly recommend for any of my listeners to go check it out. They're just quick snippets of some of the people he had interviewed for his book, Tribe of Mentors. And it's just a 30-minute podcast. And he had on Adam Robinson, who is the co-founder of the Princeton Review. So this guy's a little bit smart. And one of the questions was, what is some advice for a successful college student about to enter the real world? And his response was, oh, boy, I could write a book about that. But his number one thing, Manic, guess what it was for a student or for anybody to be successful right out of college? Take a guess. Yes. Um, Like what character trait does a successful student need to be successful in life? Grits or discipline. Those are my two guesses. He said both of those. But his number one answer, and listeners, this, this, uh, this astounded me, too. He said enthusiasm. Yeah, 100%. 100% agree with that. Because from what I've seen with you, you were just – you're waking up at 4 a.m., dude. Not everybody wakes up at 4 a.m. You've got that enthusiasm. You've got that drive. You've got that, like, that, that spirit of I, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do something because I'm actually enjoying it. And when Adam Robinson said enthusiasm, I was like, oh, wait. You actually – you need to put a smile on your face and you, you need to get out there and, and meet people. And there's so many things, but discipline and grit and good habits, all of that works out. And so does hard work, but you need to be enthusiastic. And that exactly is what Manic Ninja is. And that's why, once again, I'm so proud of his success. All right. So that ends the detours. So taking the road less traveled and dropping out, but you're still finishing your school. You're still yep. finishing so you're crushing it right now. All right. So lastly, what are some of the free roaming highways of success that you are on now that other students can jump on to? So what are the things you're doing right now that are leading to your success? Um, I, would, I would say definitely the side hustle that I've got going. You know, anyone can do it. Um, making money is extremely easy. You can, you can here, here's a little tip for everyone. You know, if you're trying to make some extra money and you've got a friend with a truck, give them 20 bucks to borrow the truck for an evening. Go on Craigslist and uh, go to the – it's the free category, and you can go on there. You know, maybe you'll find a couch or just something. People, people, So many people just want to get rid of their furniture and their items. So go to craigslist.com. Go to the free category. Pick something out. Borrow your friend's truck. Load it up and sell that sucker on eBay. That's literally a easy hundred bucks right there. And with that hundred bucks, do what you want. You know, one thing that I started doing, I saved up for a while, started buying products, uh, 
wholesale price and now I flip them for retail. And it's just, it, it's so easy. All you got to do is just pack it up, print out the shipping label and then ship it. And that, there you go. You've already doubled your profit. I mean, there's no, there's no investment in the market that can give you a hundred percent rate of return in two days. Um, so how, how do you do that? Could you tell us what products you identify and then, or is that a little trade secret of yours? No, no. I mean, just find a product that you like. I mean, if you like it, chances are that someone else likes it. Um, one thing that I- What's a product you've taken online for wholesale and then sold for retail? If you could give us kind of like a, a day in the life yeah. of Manic doing his side hustle, what does that look like? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I also time like different times of the year. So I know college football season's coming up. Um, and I know that there's a lot of Georgia fans and a lot of Alabama fans. And they're very passionate about uh, their team. So one thing that I did, I went online, found a bunch of um, wholesalers, and I looked up Georgia Bulldogs signs. That's all I typed on the Internet. I ended up finding these uh, 20 by 5 inch road signs. And you, you can get like, what was it? I think the cost came down to three dollars and 25 cents for each of them if i bought 50 um so uh later on tonight i'm actually going to be placing an order for 50 georgia signs and 50 alabama signs go on ebay list it for i don't know i would say it'll probably be 11 or 12 dollars you know you include your shipping in that cost the free two-day shipping let's say that bumps the price up to 550 and you're selling it for 11 dollars. you've got a five dollar and 50 cent profit right there and you can probably get rid of those within a couple of months, especially uh, including the fact that college football season is right around the corner, you know? So it's just like, like I said, just the lessons you learn, it's thinking like a businessman, how can I sell this product? Um, is this the right decision for me? What's the cost going to be weighing in a bunch of different factors, just as you would with any life decision, um, but just applying it to business, you know, and those are the types of skills and th- that experience that's really going to lead to your long-term success. Cause I feel like, any job that you um, sign up for, you're going to need to learn those sales skills and how to sell yourself, sell a product, sell your business. Wow. That's, that's, that's a pretty badass side hustle. <laughs> Thank you. So also too, one thing that I'd like for you, like for you to elaborate on is reading. How has that impacted your life and how could we influence students to read more okay this is a that's a great topic to discuss and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up i mean for me reading it's it's very important it, i strongly believe that it makes you a more intelligent and open-minded individual um and you learn a lot of insight from different people i mean it, a book is wonderful because it shows an, a person's completely different perspective on life or a spe- specific topic so uh, I would say as far as becoming an open-minded individual and improving yourself, books help you in that aspect. Um, They definitely make you smarter. You learn a lot more information Um, and and really applying some of it. Cause I know you and I both, we, we read a lot of self-improvement books um, and applying those principles to your life help tremendously. There's a book I'm reading right now on audible right now. It's uh, called extreme accountability by Jocko Willink. He's an ex Navy seal uh phenomenal extreme ownership yes yeah extreme extreme ownership um definitely recommend giving that a read especially if we're talking about the whole discipline train um just the stories that he shares and the principles that guide him throughout life uh even if you just take one of them and apply it to your life it's uh well worth the two or three hours you spend reading the book he is highly 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 recommend it one of the craziest human beings you will ever see. He is a 230-pound man of pure iron steel muscle. He wakes up at 4.30 every morning. I don't even think he has an alarm clock. I think he just wakes up then. Yep, Check him out on up. Instagram. He is absolutely amazing. Like Manic said, ex-Navy SEAL, one of the most – I don't have any other word than badass people to walk on this earth right now. All right. So, man, you're reading, you're doing wholesale to retail price selling. What's another thing that is really contributing to your future success? 
I would career-wise, you know, working at Reynolds and Reynolds, it's a great company. My boss, he's an amazing mentor, teaches me countless principles and just things that will guide me throughout life. Uh, he truly cares for me. And I, I really feel like finding a mentor um, is something that everyone should do. Uh, you know, we can only do so much ourselves. And when you combine the power of two people compared to one, it, it outweighs it. And, and not even elaborate, not even discussing the fact that he's twice my age, you know, he's got the wisdom. So for us younger people, definitely find a mentor, someone that you can relate with, someone that you can grow with, and a person that will really guide you throughout life. Uh, de- yeah. Yeah. I think, I think mentors, um, I, my first interview on the podcast was Dan Fitzsimons and he is, if not my, just my go-to mentor. He's a, he's a best friend and a mentor. And like Manic said, somebody who's got 20, maybe almost 30 years on your life, you got, you you might want to listen to them. (laughs) They they might have a a piece or two of information that uh, you might be missing out on that they encountered on their roadmap of whether or not it was a pothole in their life or whether it was a detour they take. But listen to people who are older. I know you think you might have the answers right now, but listen to a mentor. Listen to somebody who has been through the ringer. I promise you, you avoid some of the potholes that they have run into. Exactly, yeah. And it's it's very humbling in the same, uh, in the same aspect, you know. You, you, us young folks we we think we know a lot and then you know the older you get the more you realize that you don't know much at all (laughs) (laughs) it's the truth it's so true we love to be as smart as we think we are exactly but are we really (laughs) all right well that ends up the main segments of manix potholes which is now self-discipline that's what he has used as his concrete to fill that pothole the detour maybe school wasn't for him but right now he's back on the roadmap to success and his free roman highways is honestly he wakes up early he gets after it because he's business-minded he reads and he's got mentors guys what he has right now is definitely the roadmap for success and his journey of growth is going to be exponential So, Manic, I've got a couple more just goofy questions, and then (laughs) we will sign you off. But here we go. We're going to do some quick old questions. So, what is your ultimate dream for the future? Like, if you could do it right now, what is it? Think about that for a second. Ultimate dream. it's not something that I want to do right now, (laughs) but my ultimate, my ultimate dream is, um, and as sappy as it sounds, it's, it's becoming a, a father and a mentor to, you know, my future children, uh, being someone who exemplifies what it means to be a good father, a good role model and a great citizen. Um, that, that's really my end goal. I really want to, and it, it's not, I, I shouldn't say end goal because there's no end goal to it. It's just a journey getting better each and every day. But I want to be able to look back at my life one day and say, wow, you know, I was a outstanding father and an outstanding citizen, a great friend, a loving brother, and always a helping hand to a stranger. I, th- I think people tend to forget that's something that we lack a lot nowadays. And it's uh, something that I really want to work on over the years, just being the best person that I can be. Wow. Kind of like Matthew McConaughey, who inspires you? Uh, me in 15 <laughs> years. Yeah. He is crazy, but oh my gosh, listening to him, you just, you get chills because he is, oh, I love Matthew McConaughey. All right. Who inspires you? Who is an inspiration in your life? In my life? I would say my mother. Um, she's she's been through a lot. I, I know I can. I know you attest to this too, Griffin. I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot. Our, our mothers really inspire us to be better. Um, I I agree. Or I 
want to say that mothers are the best thing to ever happen to us. I mean, we wouldn't be here without oh, yeah. them, but, but they're the, honestly the best thing to happen to us. They teach us a lot about life. They've got endless wisdom and, um, you know, I just really want to be able to take care of my mom one day and it's it, that motivation every day, you know, I wake up and I think of her and it's, you know, I've got to push even harder. I want to become better because I know it would make my mom proud. There's something to be said about mamas, I swear to goodness. All right. What is the most profound book that has positively influenced your life? Hmm. Let me think about this one for a second. I'll give you mine. Mine was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Darren dives deep into what it means to be consistent, disciplined, and have habits. Because the second you start doing something and you are constantly aware of it, small steps, day by day, kind of like Manic and I were talking at the beginning of this podcast, all of that will compound and give you the life of your dreams if you stay focused, consistent, and discipline yourself to get the job done. So that has had a profound and positive impact. So what about you, Manic? I would say my, just the book that I recommend uh, everyone reads it's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's a phenomenal book. It teaches you a lot about uh, just the human personality um, and, and what it takes to really influence others and get them to be on your side. Like I said earlier on, sales is one of the most valuable traits, I feel like, in the professional world. And this book really helps you nail down on those skills. Um, it was it was actually just a recent read. I read it about a month and a half ago. But I mean, applying the lessons that I learned from that book to my life, I've already seen uh, changes. So phenomenal book. Highly recommend. You can get it for uh, like $10 on Amazon or you can just buy it on Audible. All right, listeners, you heard that How to Win and Influence Friends by Dale Carnegie has profoundly impacted Manic Ninja's life. And he's successful. And guess what? He's going to be even more successful because he's going to start taking action on what he learned in the book. All right. Two more questions. One, if you could go back in time, when and where and why? If I could go back in time, I would go back to freshman year of high school, honestly. Um, yeah. Oh, any time in the universe, that's where you're going. Oh, if I can go to any time in the universe, that even even any time, two thousand years back. Anytime any you want. Any time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would probably go to the Roaring Twenties, just because I love everything about that era. Uh, just the music, the personalities of everyone. Aside from everything that happened with the economy, but I mean. It, I just feel like it was a great time. You know, everyone was happy. Um, so definitely, I would say the Roaring Twenties would be the time that I would go back to. Awesome. All right. Well, you were about to say something about high school, but do you want to elaborate on that? Because something sounds like we're going to get some life knowledge there. Life uh, You know, I mean, high, you, you tra- the transition from middle school to high school was pretty big difference. And, you know, if I could go back in time and know what I know now I feel like I would be in a, on a different path I mean I don't have any regrets but at the same time I feel like if if I, if I had the knowledge and the wisdom that I do now um, it would have definitely helped me throughout high school uh, and then okay. leading into college as well gotcha gotcha all right this is my super random question and it's my last one what is your favorite word word yeah, or phrase. My favorite phrase. This is something that we started using at work, me, my boss and I. It's uh, get shit done. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Get shit done. That's, uh, you know, whenever I feel like I'm slacking or I don't want to do something, I'll just say it to myself. Just get shit done, mannequin. I'll spark it. It's cliche. There you go. Uh, one of my... I think I'll end it with this quote. Um, so in life, we can go out there and, you know, most of the time we're really not giving our 
we're not really giving our all. We're never really giving our best. So John C. Maxwell has this quote and says, if better is possible, good is not enough. And I just want to end right there and say, Manic, thank you. Um, this, this friendship has been a true blessing to my soul. You motivate the living shit out of me. Seeing you succeed makes me happy to know that you are fucking living the life. You decided to be the decision maker in your life. And I only have the most utmost respect because you're going after it. You're getting shit done. I mean, I couldn't be more proud of a friend because just your positivity, what you've gone through in your life, you definitely have had your potholes and your detours. But right now, you are freaking on the Autobahn. You are flying. And I just, I fucking love seeing and hearing everything that you do. And I, I thank God that you're in my life to be here and accountable with me. And just, you're so successful right now. And I cannot wait to see your journey of growth. So thank you so much. For being my friend and joining me on this podcast welcome you're welcome thank you for the kind words they're very humbling griffin and you know likewise you know i'd do anything for you man um it was great being on this podcast i had a great time hope i can uh do this in the near future again because it was a blast my first time ever being on the podcast but um yeah thank you guys for listening you know whatever whatever your passion is find it um, remember that everything happens for a reason, so don't get get down on yourself if something doesn't go your way. Um, it's all a part of the journey. You win some, you lose some, but at the end of the day, you know, if you look at the man in the mirror and he approves of everything you do, um, I would say it's a successful life and you're on the right path. So keep pushing, keep grinding, stay positive, and, uh, you know, love everyone that you meet be the best person you can all right mr manic ninja it has been an absolute pleasure and i know your insights it's going to be an inspiration to so many people all right the journey of growth listeners thank you so much i'll be in contact soon with rant friday tomorrow but thank you so much and once again manic you're the man Thank you. Thank you, Griffin. All righty. Signing off. Goodbye.